Hi everyone, this is Noor Eldeen. In Seeker's podcast, we're going to be talking about the problems and the misunderstandings that hold you back from being fluent, and how to get rid of them in order to speak English automatically and confidently, without even thinking about grammar rules or vocabulary, which means that our focus will be more on the spoken English. Now with all that have been said, you've got to do the best to be the best. Let's get it started. Hello Seekers and welcome back. This is Noor Eldeen. Today we have a special guest, Nayira. How are you? How are you, Noor? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So Nayira is an amazing teacher. She's passionate about teaching and she has a lot of experience when it comes to teaching. So because of that, I prepared the hardest questions for her in order to answer and also to help uh, students around the globe. So basically, Nayira, I want to first of all to know exactly how did it all start with you? Like what brought you to English? Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. How English started with me is, uh, is actually a funny story. It started when I was very little and I used to uh, listen to some English songs that my siblings uh, used to listen to. And uh, I was so intrigued and curious about this language. It intrigued me so much to the limit that I even used to pretend that uh, I know what's, what's going on. I know what they're talking about. And I used to pretend that I can sing along. And it was actually... It was interesting because back then I was so little, I didn't understand or I couldn't see that this, what I had was a passion that is going to, to be a start for something that is going to have a big effect on my life, learning the English language. And this passion, I, I took it with me to school and it helped me so much, facilitated uh, for me the process of learning English and it really mattered concerning my my absorption of this language. So what are the obstacles that you faced when you started to learn English? I know that you had the passion, but as you know, passion does not qualify you to be able to be fluent. You need to work on yourself in some way or another. So yeah, exactly. can you tell us, please? Yeah. Uh, that's a very good point you said, uh, because passion, great as it is, it is not enough, of course. It is just fuel. It facilitates the process, but there are other things to learning mm -hmm. English. Uh, the obstacle that faced me, it only emerged when I was an intermediate level. That's when I was a teenager. By that time, I used to read well, I used to write well, maybe express myself, especially through writing. And speaking was all right, but when it comes to listening to a native speaker of English talking, it got me so frustrated that I cannot understand everything that this person says. And this has to do with how different written English is from spoken English. Written English, like the words, the letters are different from the sounds. This is why phonics yeah. exists, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. So that uh, children from a very young age would, would be established in this, would link between the words and the sounds so that later on when they are at an intermediate level they would they had already had this established 
So they won't have that problem understanding the native tongue.、Uh, and because I didn't do phonics as a kid,、uh, my school was great. My teachers were really, really awesome. And this actually helped me become good at English.、Uh, I was privileged and lucky to have very good teachers. But the of course, everything has its flow. And the flow was that I didn't do phonics as a little kid. And I wasn't that much exposed. In my school, to the native way of speaking English, I didn't,、uh, I didn't do a lot of、oh, listening,、right. so this affected、yeah. my comprehension. Yeah. Okay, so what do you suggest here as an English teacher who understands exactly how students analyze or think in the process of learning a foreign language? So, what do you recommend for them to? Overcome this problem.、Uh, that's a good question because mentioning this obstacle, I understand now as a teacher、mm-hmm. that this is a very common obstacle actually that faces、um, many students of English, especially those who didn't do phonics as children. Yeah, not、uh, every single student、uh, has been has been studying English from a very young age, and even. Uh, people who have been doing English since kindergarten, not all of them did phonics. So I do see this obstacle a lot、uh, in between my students. They can be excellent on paper, but if I ask them, if I give them a listening exercise, and I ask them, "Do you understand? Do you comprehend?" and they say,、uh, "Maybe like." Ten percent, twenty percent. What I suggest is that I need students to understand that learning English or acquiring the English language is an end, and there are many ways, not just one way, to to reach that end.、Mm-hmm. Because I haven't been an,、uh, in an international school and I haven't done phonics as a little kid. But what happened? The other means that I took that. Got me to that end, that I am fluent and I can express myself and I can perfectly comprehend the native speakers of English.、Mm-hmm. Is that learning English for me wasn't exclusive to the classroom? Wow! I used to challenge myself all the time, and especially when I found that when I faced that obstacle of not understanding the native tongue. Mm-hmm. I challenged myself to watch a lot of movies and watch a lot of programs in English without、uh, reading, trying not to read the translation, not to depend on the translation, and challenging myself and pushing myself to the limit all the time, not just in the classroom but in my life.、Uh, this helped me acquire the language. This so, is the one thing that that did it for me. Yeah. So basically, you immerse yourself in the language in order to、exactly. grasp、yeah. the, the the whole picture and to be able, yeah, to give your mind the ability to process what you're learning, what you're studying, instead of like having the information kept in your mind without speaking out what you learned. No, you and instead you practiced and you get your English out to reality. Yes, exactly. This is what happened. Yeah, and this is what I.、Um, this is the advice that I give.、Uh, maybe students of the intermediate level are listening. So this is something that a piece of advice I'm giving them. But also, if a, if a parent is listening, and that's that that could be a possibility.、Mm-hmm. Um, I suggest that they encourage their kids, their children to. 
see English as uh, something that is beyond the classroom. Yeah, true. Do not, uh, yeah, like the problem is that many parents, they care about the grades. They put the grades uh, above all, and this is not how things work um, because English or any language, acquiring any language is not just about the grammar and the vocabulary and getting 10 out of 10 in the exam. It's <laughs> yeah. about, yeah, exactly. It's It's about being able to articulate what you feel, express yourself, and also to understand the culture of the speakers of this yeah, language. You have to understand their slang and their way of life. Mm -hmm. And the classroom is, is limited. Like as a teacher, of course, I believe in the classroom because I'm a teacher. But still, I believe that my role as a teacher and the role of the classroom is still limited because it all depends on the the how immersed the the student is in the language outside the classroom this matters this makes all the difference yeah and that's actually in my opinion fixes the biggest problem with most of the students around the globe that they tend most of the times not to mention that some of them or the majority of them do this, which is to translate each and every single word they come across, neglecting the culture part, neglecting what this word could mean in multiple situations. Yeah. And they just translate and translate over and over and over again. And when it comes to speaking what they kept in their minds, they cannot do this because their minds right now have two types of words or have two versions of words for the version in their native uh, language their mother tongue language and also the english word so that at some points um give them a hard time to express themselves so what do you mm. what do you think or what is your perspective of translation mainly in english mm. or with other uh, with any other uh, foreign language that's a very Good question, because translation is a controversial topic when it comes yeah, to true. teaching a second language. And to be honest, I I see, I, I am talking from the perspective of, of a teacher who yeah. maybe I studied more than one school. I have seen the practices of more than one school in front of my eyes. And there are two schools. One, uh, one of them depends on immersing like you said that the student in the language completely uh -huh. and not giving any space for the mother tongue yeah. of the student to interfere with the learning process this is usually or not usually this is always the approach of international schools uh -huh. that that teach english um school is is the other extreme which is usually I see it uh, in in some national schools in Egypt. It is not to challenge the student at all to use the the, the English language to express themselves, um, but giving them much space, too much space, and freedom to express themselves in their mother tongue or to to translate what they are learning to Arabic. Mm -hmm. So this other approach is an extreme, the extreme opposite of the, the international schools 
the international school approach. And from my perspective as a teacher is that both ways are extremes because if I'm going to tell my opinion on using translate, uh, on not um, letting the mother tongue interfere at all, mm-hmm. I think this has its flow and using translation all the time, this is obviously a problem, <laughs> yes. a big problem. Like, But so this is obviously a problem. I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm especially going to talk about um, the school that uses exposure to, to the language 100% mm-hmm. and totally, totally put in on, on the side, the, the mother tongue. It is a very effective approach. And I see the students uh, who have been told the English language that way. I see them. They are excellent. And not just that, they speak closely as possible to the native speaker yeah. of English. You cannot, you, it's very difficult for you to tell where this kid comes from. Their accent is awesome and their fluency and their appreciation of the language and their understanding their of the and language. The depth, well, yes, the depth, exactly. The depth of, of understanding the language. So this is awesome. But the flow I see in this approach is totally putting aside the mother tongue and getting it out of your way and not allowing or permitting the student to put it into consideration, to put the mother tongue into consideration at all during the process of learning, Mm -hmm. it results in the obliteration of some words and expressions, some essential words and expressions in the mother tongue. And later on, when the student is not in an English classroom or is not speaking to a foreigner or anything, the the student is just sitting there uh, speaking with his or her friends. Mm And they are speaking in Arabic and they are trying to express themselves in Arabic and they find it difficult. So they chime into English, they switch to English. This is a problem because in, in my opinion, just because you love a language or you are learning a new language, a yeah. second language, it doesn't mean that it has to come on coast of your native language. To your compromise your other so, uh, language. Exactly. So my approach is a middle ground between these two extremes. I believe in immersing the students in the language as much as as we can and challenging them to use the the English language, the second language, even when they are not when when they're not speaking perfectly, even when they make mistakes. And this is a very good point, by the way. This is a very yeah, important yeah, point. Mm-hmm. Is to enhance their confidence and boost their confidence and motivate them mm-hmm. to speak even when they're not perfect and even yeah. when they sometimes don't make sense. Because yeah. confidence and the ability to speak, not fearing that you're gonna make mistakes, when you pass this. Uh, barrier. This is what takes you actually to the next step. This is what brings you somewhere. It brings you forward. Yeah. So this is, yeah. But this is like from your perspective as a teacher, and it's really amazing perspective. And I totally agree with this, that we should have a middle ground between this school and that school, or that to follow the proper way in order to understand and like speak out the language and in a good way that 
we can really understand and express ourselves uh, naturally like native speakers. Uh, on the other hand, what about the student's perspective? Because you can tell them, you can advise them, but when it comes to apply this, when it comes to implement all of these amazing tips, they actually feel lost or at some points as you know exactly and of course you encounter these type of students they come to your class and they just only if they did this they practice the speaking english inside the class only for four hours if they spoke the whole four hours a week but they don't of course and they speak arabic all the day long and they wait to improve their english so they speak arabic and they want to improve their English. And of course, that it doesn't work this way, as you know. So what do you tell mm. them? This brings light to the fact or the idea that many theories are awesome, but <laughs> yes. applying, them, <laughs> yeah, applying them is a whole, whole other story. Yeah. And I get where you come from because this is what I face as a teacher all yeah. the time. I think as a teacher, like if I am going to talk to, to if a teacher is listening, I think that first and foremost, they have to understand, teachers have to understand that it is not often their fault if if the children or the students don't want or don't have the the, the courage mm-hmm. to speak English or yeah. the willpower to speak English. Because at the end of the day, like I told you, a lot, uh, a big part of the learning process comes from within. Yeah. And the student has to have the willpower or else this, the, the teacher is not exactly going to be that beneficial for, for the student. But, but a teacher still has to do his or her best mm-hmm. to motivate the students in different ways and to be observant concerning what learning style does this and that student have. Yeah. This is something that we need not forget. So, for example, if a student is interested in in video games, yeah. You can ask him to do a class project, a presentation in English about their video games, uh his or her favorite video game and see what they do. Yeah. Try to immerse them in the English using the things that they are passionate about. Maybe they don't want to speak English, maybe because they are not that passionate. Because I have other students who have the courage and the the willpower to speak English, even if not perfectly, because I can see it in them that they have the passion and that they are very much interested Mm -hmm. in using this language. But not all students have this. So if you find a lack of passion or a lack of courage or a lack of motivation, you can always use the interests of the student and try to make him or her express themselves in English mm-hmm. when it, talking about the things that interest them, doing the things that interest them. I, I tried this before and it did manage to um, make some shy students break the barrier and speak in English yeah. instead of Arabic when I immerse them in the language using their own interests. Yeah. So you're, and if I am, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're saying here that the teachers should understand exactly or analyze the mentality and the personality of his or her students. 
to understand sure. exactly which door they should knock on to deliver the info and also to motivate uh, their students to reach their goals as well, right? Exactly, exactly. And if I am going to talk, speak to a student, maybe some intermediate students, intermediate students are listening, then if I'm going to give you advice, it is to understand that in the classroom, nobody has the right mm -hmm. to judge you. Yes, exactly. Students, no matter what your age is, no matter your age, you have to get into the classroom with the mindset that this is my space to be free. Yeah. speaking this language and practicing it and making mistakes in order to learn. This is not a, a space where it's okay for someone to bully the other uh, for a mistake that they made or for their accent. And yeah. this is a very crucial topic, by the way, because a lot of this has to do with the teacher's ability to manage the classroom. Because if the teacher cannot manage the classroom well, um, some people can... Maybe with well intentions, maybe joking, maybe they don't mean anything, and maybe they are bullies. Mm -hmm. We don't know, but uh, to some students will will make the others feel bad about themselves when they make mistakes. And the teacher has the responsibility to manage the classroom well, uh, to assure that everybody feels free and not judged, and to speak to the students and make them feel comfortable and make them understand that we are here. Um, this classroom is a space for you to freely express yourselves. I want you to make as much mistakes as it can be because this is the only way you're going to learn. And I am not here judging any of you. And mm -hmm. please, I don't want anyone to judge the other. And if you judge your friend or if you make fun of your friend, this has to have consequences. And the teacher can make the students understand that if you do this, then this is going to be your punishment. Yeah. There, it has to be, there has to be a consequence, especially when it comes to one student bullying the other about their language or about anything, actually, yeah. about anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bullying is True. not okay. Yeah, not at all. Um, so finally, uh, can you please tell the students what they should do to improve their English as a whole? And what they also uh, they're supposed to do when they feel some kind of frustration that they study a lot a lot and they try to do their best but however they they, they don't find or get the results that they wished for yeah that's that's I, I i can tell them i feel you i feel you deeply because my journey as now I'm not speaking as a teacher, I am speaking as a person, a person yeah. who is now fluent in English and who has undergone a journey. This journey is not perfect. This journey, I, I wasn't born fluent. I wasn't mm. fluent like the way I am speaking now two years ago, four yeah. years ago, 10 years ago. Mm. I still a student learning to be better to better myself and, yep. and still my fluency yeah. all of our all of our fluencies they are still subject to change and to improve and that's okay so if someone is frustrated or feels like they are not good enough or they are mm -hmm. working too hard and they see no um, outcome i can tell you or ask you 
Don't work hard, work smart. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is the key. Yeah. Because like I said, English or learning any second language is not about grammar and vocabulary and getting 10 out of 10. Yeah. It's not about studying four hours or six hours or whatever a day. Yeah. It's not about that. Uh, if someone has the passion, they are going to understand what I'm talking about when I yeah. say that passion makes learning anything 10 times, 100 times easier. Well, but if you don't have the passion and you think that this is your problem, then I suggest that you look at your interests, see what your interests are, uh -huh. and watch videos in the English language speak of people speaking about things you're interested in. If you're interested in video games, watch a lot of uh, gamers on YouTube speaking of video games that you like. Uh -huh. If you like music, then... That's a way to go. If you like movies, watch a lot of American English movies. If you like cooking, watch a lot of cooking videos of people speaking in English. Try to put learning the language in the context of it being fun. It's all mm. about the perspective. It's all about how you see it. Mm. And it's all about the context of how you put the, how do you see it? If you see it as something fun, you are going to get the best out of it. And if you don't see it as something fun, try to make it fun for yourself. Try to make it easier for yourself. Yeah. And don't burn yourself out because burning yourself out and not getting results, it, it takes away your motivation from you. And we don't want that because motivation and passion are always going to be my motto, are always going to be, in my opinion, the key to learning something effectively. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Nayara. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share this with your friends and have a beautiful and wonderful day. See you next time.